Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kaylee and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Trauma Drama. Um, We're here yet again, zooming in from different parts of the world. I'm Kaylee. Hi, I'm Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it. Start over. over. I wanted to say it with you. I did it on purpose. That is um but we're we have a really cool topic and some really cool things planned for this episode so I'm pretty stoked to jump right into it yeah let's Um, do it something that we we wanted to start talking about today um was I don't think it's as I mean I don't know it might be controversial I hope all our topics are controversial I hope they are all controversial (laughs) (laughs) but not as dark and dark and heavy but like I'm sure we could take it there yeah and I bet we will and I bet we will. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit today about spirituality. All right. All right. Hold for like the, ah, ah, yeah. scared. Oof. Oh my God. Um, and specifically like why or what spirituality means to, to each of us. Um, I had a conversation with my therapist yesterday and we talked about like the connection to myself and my body. And I was telling her that I don't really know what that means. And I don't really think I've ever had a connection to like my body. And then I thought, does that come from spirituality? Is that something that I should have learned in my life that I didn't? Is that something that comes with religion? Like, where does that come from? Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to figure it out because like, there's probably my definition is going to be different than your definition. And like, Mm -hmm. what part, what are you feeling? Is it spiritual that you're, that you're feeling? Are you actually feeling it? in your body or in your mind is it that moment of like peace calming or is it your body just is relaxed and i've never had those moments i don't know what that means like that's and that's terrible. When I'm like, i don't understand i'm and riddled so, with anxiety 24 7 i don't know what you well and i remember when like K- kayla would tell me that it's time for us to do the calm app and like you know kind of yeah. meditate and get ready for bed yeah. and i would always just lay there like am I supposed to like fucking feel something right now? Like, am I supposed to be like relaxing? Right. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you'd call it spirituality. Johnny, can you define that for us? Can you find that definition? But I don't know off the top of my head. It could, it could be if you're sitting there meditating. Mm. Oh, you want to read it? No, finish your thought. If you're sitting there meditating. No, if you're sitting there meditating, is it that feeling where like, you're not thinking of anything mm. and you're, you're just, there's no thoughts going through your head. But then you're not feeling that in your body probably at all. It's just a quiet mind. So, but I don't know. That sounds like meditating to me. I've never once had nothing in my head. Yeah. You need to work on that one. (laughs) Fuck you. Okay. No, um, no, that's why I'm bringing it to the topic today. (laughs) You're right. Spirituality, the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul, as opposed to material or physical things. Okay. Hmm. I want to say that the human spirit and soul is also a physical thing like my physical, like my physical body, right? Hmm. By this definition, it's saying like material things, like things you go buy, like video games, like, or 
purses or, you know, food, that kind of stuff. Right. Do you, do you believe in that? Like a human spirit or a soul? I think so. I mean, ugh, this topic is so much fun. I, I know. It. I'm already like, <laughs> we, we said it wasn't going to be big. And here we are. I'm like, do you believe that you have a soul? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So maybe like, okay. So I believe in spirit, right? Okay. Okay. I agree. Like spirits who died. They ghosts. could, yeah. Ghosts. Right. <laughs> And as a kid, I had more interactions with them. I feel like as I've grown up, I've like grown out of it, but they were physical things to me at one point that I saw, mm-hmm. right? But again, I was a kid. It kind of went away as I grew up. So I think it's mm-hmm. a physical thing, but it's definitely not materialistic stuff that's going to bring you that calmness. This is getting super off topic. And I just want to say this one thing and I promise we'll get back on track. But have you ever heard the theory that the reason that children or young like people see ghosts more often is because of an overactive part of your brain that contributes to your imagination that makes you like literally hallucinate things what so hold on you're telling me i (laughs) no i was definitely psychic when i was a kid (laughs) and i grew out of it (laughs) but it's like it's like the oldest debate ever it's like i think spirituality for me i always end up questioning science or faith right I don't know. Yeah. As a kid, like kids laugh, like little kids laugh mm -hmm. because things are actually funny. We laugh because things are socially awkward. Absolutely. Like if someone farts, you're going to laugh, right? We're not, it's not funny. And when awkward situations like satire, I love satire. I love, and that's just because there's like a debate, a hot topic right there. And it's awkward. And all I know how to do, all I know to do is laugh. Right. I had a, I had a student that I was working with this last semester who was in a class about like the science of humor and said that all laughter was rooted in discomfort. Dude, that's crazy. I know. I heard it on another podcast. I think so uh, interesting. Peel fucking said it. Whoa. Key and Peel. <laughs> <laughs> it's so but anyways, circling back. Yeah. yeah like please. I we got I got way off topic, but I was I wanted to add to that. Yeah. Tell me um, the story though. What made you bring this topic up? Because I think we got yeah. way off topic. Yeah. What made me bring this topic up was that. And it's pretty like normal day-to-day, I guess, experiences. I wanted to join a gym. Okay. (laughs) Is God real? Is God real? (laughs) I wanted to join a gym. Do I have a soul? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to join a gym. And I asked my therapist, I was like, I want to join a gym, but I need your help figuring out if that is the right move for me. Okay. And she she said the same thing. She's like, what? Why the fuck are you talking to me about that? She didn't say that, obviously. I I interpreted it as like, tell me more. She was like, (laughs) what the fuck? And so she's like, tell me more. And I said, well, I want to join a gym that's like a little bit more expensive than normal, but I've never been able to stick with my fitness goals. Gotcha. Ever. Like I played sports growing up. I played sports in college and I love playing sports, but working out outside of sports has always been really, really difficult for me. And then she asked me, she was like, well, how do you, like, why do you want to work out? Like, do you want, do you have goals? Like how, how does your body feel? Like, do you feel healthy? And I was like, what do you mean? Hmm. I don't, I don't know how my body feels. Yeah, I know. Next what question, I, please. <laughs> I know like what my emotions are right now. I know uh-huh. what I'm thinking, but if you asked me how my body felt right now, like, I don't fucking know. Fine. Interesting. And so then we dove into this kind of conversation about why I have a disconnect with my body. Okay. And 
she said that um, a lot of trauma survivors, specifically trauma survivors of um, sexual assault, sexual abuse, have a really deep disconnect with their bodies. And that may be, explain why, you know, I have this disconnect with my body because I, yeah. I am also, you know, I'm also a survivor of that sorts of like those sorts of traumas. And mm -hmm. so we dove into that and um, and then as we started talking more, she's like, well, where in your life did you ever have a connection with your body? And I was like, oh, geez, I don't know. And, but I remember, and then I told her, I remembered like my grandparents or like my mom or my, you know, whoever in my life being like, well, God tells you, or like, you feel it when you feel God. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I just, I have never felt those things. And so that's why I wanted to bring this to you to be like, did you ever feel connected to your body? Like, does that live in trauma for me? Or does that live in like, just me not being religious or spiritual? Right. I don't know. Because like, for me, yeah. I don't have the sexual trauma from mm -hmm. my past. So yes, mm -hmm. short, short answer. Yes, I have felt connected to my body, mm -hmm. I would say spiritually. And sometimes that does come the definition says not physically or from like right. materials, but I think it can come from the outer because mm -hmm. before I started counseling, like I was, or like really started counseling, I was still seeing one, but I just had like an urge to light a candle and just sit there. Right. And mm. my counselor then told me that Nick, mm. you should light candles and kind of sit there because it connects you to the elements. And I was like, Oh my God, I just bought a candle because that's what I wanted to do. Wow. So something out there was like, kind of like feeding that to me to help me get to that point hmm. so when you can sit there and just be with yourself and without your thoughts mm -hmm. but the trauma is going to cause it could cause some anxiety and then your thoughts are just going to go racing and then you can't it like will stump you you can't get to that point of peace right if you can't get those mm -hmm. voices out of your head or whatever's going on but i don't know i don't know the sexual trauma part of it's intriguing because like i mm -hmm. i just don't have that so yeah i felt that mm-hmm what? And I, I don't want to say that having survived sexual trauma disconnects all people. Like, I don't want right. to say that at all. Cause that's, that might not be true. And that might be my, you know, my specific experience. Um, but I remember like, and I, I, I believe in faith. Like I believe and see that you feel that and believe that. And I, I believe when other people say that they have connections to their bodies or to something spiritual or to something outside of themselves. I just, I don't feel it. And I, I remember, right. I remember I was watching some movie. I don't remember what the movie was and maybe some of our listeners can tell me about <laughs> these days, but there was this movie where this, uh, it was a dad and the daughter character and the dad character was talking to the daughter character about God. And the daughter character was like, well, grandma said that, you know, God sends us this or saves us because he brings us joy or whatever. And the daughter's like asking the dad if he believed in God. And the dad said, like, no, I don't, I don't believe in God, but I believe that other people believe. And I believe in faith. And I believe that other people have religion. And I respect that because we respect what people believe because we respect differences and we respect yeah. differences in cultures and backgrounds. And I've never felt more identified with a feeling or towards religion than when that little tiny clip from yeah. the movie that's crazy. Cause like, okay, I, I do believe in God, but I also am a man of science. 
So I I believe in evolution. I believe that all this stuff was like, like, I believe the earth is how many billions of years old, Mm -hmm. but I also believe that there is like a higher power and there is Mm -hmm. something out there who's kind of controlling that. Cause like karma luck or whatever, like it's called different things in like different cultures within different religions. Yeah. So I guess through my counseling, my counseling was very Mm -hmm. spiritual. So I focused on Mm -hmm. the unconscious and my counselor actually brought up to me that connecting with the unconscious is something that people used to do via church. Mm. So church calls it the father, son, and the Holy spirit. And they leave out, Interesting. they leave out the mother, which is pretty interesting too. So I guess my work was connecting with those aspects of my own psyche. Mm. So the father is like the ruling principle. And then you have the mother who's the loving one and then the child. And then like the Holy spirit could be a a companion or something. That one's kind of, there's different terminology for each, like each site you read, but basically people would go to church because they didn't have the capacity or the ability to connect with those things on their own. So they use the church and like, okay, today we're going to be connecting with the father, the son, the Holy spirit, et cetera. And then they're connecting with something that's more powerful than them. That's there. What in their eyes is the outer, the, what is ruling everything. Wow. So if you get to the point or go down the counseling path that I went down. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that through meditation or dream work a lot. So I'm connecting with that outer, my unconscious, the part of my brain that I can't control is connecting with that outer being. So maybe that's why sometimes wow. I'm lucky. I'm just connected with that aspect. And I'm not going to church to do it. It just happened via dream work, I guess you could say. But, that's uh, so interesting. Long story short, yes, I do believe in spirituality. <laughs> And so like, do you lean on that a lot when you're managing trauma situations, like, or when you're responding to things, like, do you lean on that for support? I think so. Um, especially when I'm trying to figure out like, okay, who's talking right now? Where like, like in who, your head, you mean in my, in my head, like not saying I fucking hear voices and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> and it would be okay. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. we support folks that are managing mental illness, yeah. but that, but, would be, that would be pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Who are you? I, I don't recognize your voice. No, no, no. I'm not making fun of that shit. That's it's real, and there's problems out there. But no, the little person in you who's like suddenly really not confident, and it's just like I just was. What happened? Mm. Or you get really pissed off at something, and you don't know why. So there's something in your body that is mm. reacting to that, and I believe it is. It can be unconsciously. So a lot of my work is like, okay, well, which one of you is that? And for the most part, it's the son, which is mm. little Nick, like, okay, mm. little Nick's freaking out right now. Mm. And it, that's mainly because he didn't get enough love and attention growing up. He had to be kind of put aside. So mm-hmm. I do understand what you're saying where the trauma did get in the way of it. Cause it did. Mm-hmm. And that I can't feel that spiritual bliss that I think you were looking for via mm-hmm. the gym. Mm-hmm. If little Nick is screaming his head off because he's insecure about something, cause he's not feeling loved. And then it's like, okay, well, let's handle that problem first. Let's find it from the outer. Maybe my girlfriend can fix that. And mm-hmm. then now it's unhealthy. And now mm-hmm. someone else is giving a little Nick love <laughs> or trying to, but it's impossible because he's like a, right. a fucking noodle strainer. You just pour love into it and water just poof, goes right out. Right. It's a never and, and I think, And I think that's something that my therapist was alluding to was that like, because I don't have any connections spiritually, it like gets in the way of my ability to care about those things. I think she might be right. And like, so then it's like, I don't, it's not that I don't care about my body, but I'm just not, that's the last thing on my list. Right. Well, how could you, if 
right if you don't have the skills or what's that triangle called or the pyramid at the bottom of the pyramid? Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Thank you. That, that pyramid. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have the base one, how are you going to keep yeah. climbing and connect with more? And I think I, if uh, Johnny, we can get a, a check on this, please. If you could drop an image for me or share a screen, because I know the bottom need is food, water, shelter, sex. What's sex? Like sex. Your own sex? Like sex. With other humans? Yeah. I thought this pyramid was about your childhood. No, 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 no. It's like. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it built. Like it it was like, okay, you need this one and then you're going to get this one. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Erickson's stages. There we go. Yeah. Eric Erickson's psychosocial stages of development versus hierarchy of needs is constant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So which one are you lacking? Oh, fucking both. <laughs> both. I don't have any. If There's you look no. at any of like the psychosocial or cognitive development, like triangle stages, steps, like I don't know how I'm a person. Like I yeah. really do not know how. You I just have the top part. of the pyramid and you're well, just like, yep, I'm good. Just hanging out. But I do know like those things are at the bottom of the period. But then at the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. Okay which is like what people describe as like their spiritual awakening or like, like people say that most humans, or I'm sorry, Maslow says that most humans don't reach self-actualization in their lifetime. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I fucking won't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, right it's now. fucking, it's insane. And like, even if you have like, I don't know, I guess I want to talk about, I have had a couple instances where I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the d- dopamine is what the chemical in us mm-hmm. that makes us feel like really good. Uh-huh. I've had a couple instances where I've had a moment where I was just like, I am so happy right now. I love my life. And I feel it, the dopamine rushed through my body. Like I can physically, I wow. feel warm. I feel safe and I just feel great. All right. Okay. Okay. Johnny, Johnny fact check us fast. Whoa. Hey, fact check us. Johnny fact checked us on Maslow's pyramid and it looks like physiological needs are first which is food shelter water sex safety needs love and belonging needs esteem needs and self-actualization needs self-actualization is what you're saying people don't which I think is spirituality okay yeah I I didn't get on board with that yes like I think that you know when your needs are met you have the opportunity to, I don't know. No, I, I think you're honest. Right? I think I like to talk about the child within. I always refer to it as little Nick, mm-hmm. but. Hi, little Nick. Hi. No, 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 no. <laughs> You can't talk to him. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. If I think he controls a lot more or the little kid in us controls a lot more than we think. So if that, if the little kid, like we're literally going back in time when I was eight years old, whatever, that's a little kid. I picture like he had mm-hmm. to put himself aside for his, the family needs around him. Right. So mm-hmm. now little Nick's got to really grow up and hit that part of his psyche is forever like in crutches, like just mm-hmm. doesn't really know how to handle itself. And then others form around it. Then we grow up and now we're in society and it's fucking you hit the ground running. You fall behind really quick. Mm-hmm. So that aspect gets lost. And then how could you have those moments of pure bliss when there's this little you inside screaming out because he he was waiting to be loved like mm-hmm. 10 15 years ago and he's still waiting 
and he's going to pop out it or she's going to pop out as soon as you like least expect it which is normally in a relationship with a significant other because mm-hmm. all those insecurities can come out and then come out in like several different ways so i guess what i was saying was that by working and by me connecting with the inner child i have come to a, a point where i have those moments of bliss mm. and he still needs me to like check in with him like or if there's a triggering topic or something mm-hmm. like i like spiritually will go inner mm. And like go to where I keep him in my head, which is like a happy place. Like that's where he lives. And sometimes he's, he looks a little different in that spiritual place. Like he's Mm. doing stuff different. Sometimes he doesn't, the first time I encountered him was with my counselor. Like she guided me to go and do it. And it was Mm. a spiritual process and he couldn't even get close to me. And it was mainly, you know, it's just like, but now it's, it has evolved into something different. Yeah. What do you think? I'm processing. It's a lot. Yeah, no, I like. I, I see, first of all, like the work that you've done and congratulations, like that's really fucking cool. And I would imagine how hard that work is like, fuck, I don't think I could think about like a younger me without bursting into tears or like completely dissociating. Uh, I cried so hard. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, sure, I'll do this exercise. Right. My fucking money. (laughs) and I'm just bawling and I'm like what the fuck how did that happen and she's like I told you that's really scary that's really scary like we lock him away and then we like go to open him up and he's yeah and uh, well because I think I've I've seen a lot and recognized a lot like so many of these psychological stages or things in psychology or sociology that we learn about human development or personal development um, they are very like this step and then this step and then this step and then this step. And I wish that there was, and I know that there is somewhere, um, like a little bit more of a trauma informed sort of like explanation or understanding of what that means. And I, um, I studied, so like I studied pieces of this um, in graduate school when I was writing my thesis on secondary trauma. And there was this researcher, um, Trisha Schalke, who studied how trauma impacts development, specifically for like college age student development. And like said all of those same things, like here are all these theorists who say that development happens this way, but who talks about trauma? Like nobody talks about what happens to you when your needs are not met as a kid. And Mm -hmm. now you have all these trust issues. Like then what happens? And people just, you know, will say like, well, they they have trust issues. Good luck. And it's like, fuck, but no, I'm still a person. Like I still have needs. Sorry, you're out of the race. You're not. Yeah, sorry. Fuck you. Yeah, you're done. (laughs) Uh, Survival of the fittest and you are not. (laughs) You are not the fittest. Um, But like, I've been talking to my therapist a lot recently too about how, this is the first time in my life that I've never had to fight for my needs. Mm. Like I, I have basic physiological needs. I have safety. I have love. I have those things, but because of that, now I have those things. I have no sense of identity and no sense of self and no sense of spirituality, no sense of any of these things, because when did I have time to develop that in my young adulthood, I was like, I was focusing on if I was going to fucking eat that day. Right. And so people, they talk about like, you know, or she talks about people 
who are recovering from trauma that are at this age, like I'm 25 and right smack dab in the middle of my like young adult development life. And I have no sense of self or I'm building yeah. it. I should say. I'm trying to be more positive. I'm trying right. to build it. Good. No, yes. But I, I think from the outside looking, that. yeah, I think from the outside looking in, people don't think that. About you in particular? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you appear to be super successful on the outside and then mm-hmm. I'm sure your success is just going to keep going because there's no time. I can't have a lull period because then I'm going to start mm-hmm. thinking and looking in or exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I, I mean, because I can relate. I mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough that I was able to turn all that stuff like inside out mm-hmm. and use it right. for my success when a lot of times mm-hmm. you, it's just like really impossible because you're like just yeah. crippled by it. And I it sucks. And I had a lot of those moments, but then once you reach like your goal, it's like, okay, well, what's next? You're just keep, you're just going to keep going. If you're never like, okay with your yourself. And I still always comes back to just like the little child. Like he's the one who's, I think forcing, well, at least forced my hand in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I mean, I know, I know that I will need to be in therapy probably for the rest of my life in, in these episodes, I always want to advocate for like mental health and like advocate for the continual work and kind of destigmatizing mental health support and therapy. And like, like I know that I'll be in therapy for the rest of my life. And I think that that's an amazing opportunity that I have and to, to be a better person. And And I think the new generation to have that. Yeah. I think the new generation of kids are like all for it. Like those Mm -hmm. group of girls we met in Cabo were like, Oh my God, we all have trauma too. It's just like (laughs) everybody's with it. But I do think that without like the privilege I was born with, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I would have been as successful as I was because like having a point where there's a point of homelessness and college is still on my mind. That was because it was drilled into me growing Mm -hmm. up. Like you're going to college. Mm -hmm. So I had the privilege from the start and it just Mm -hmm. never stopped. It might've been a little bit harder than it needed to be, but so yeah, just wanted to. Yeah, no. And and I think like, I, I wonder what it would be like if we had somebody in this space who was religious or is religious and, you know, has, is healing from or still managing trauma, but leans on religion to do that. And I I think about my sister a lot and Cassidy, if you ever listen to this, I love you and I will always love you. However, (laughs) my sister, you know, we grew up in the same home. I was the oldest. So I like parentified and protected her from a lot Uh of the trauma that we endured as children. But we had, you know, like a lot of people in our life that believed in God and practiced Christianity. I was baptized twice. My sister was baptized like three different times for good measure, just in case here I am am still (laughs) not religious. (laughs) Um, But my, my sister is extremely religious, married somebody that is religious. Um, and they're very active in their faith. And I always wonder like, what does that mean for her? Like, does she acknowledge our life in the same way? I don't know. And yeah. it's just, it, it's really interesting to think about like, when did she have time? <laughs> I think like, when did she have time to be fucking spiritual? <laughs> I don't get it. I didn't have time for that. Like, I don't have time to think about. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I have, a, to God. I have like two other people in my life who have, who've been through similar th- upbringings, one being my sister and then mm-hmm. another friend who had a ton of trouble. Mm-hmm. but they found the peace in religion 
and they made leaps and bounds absolutely through therapy and religion but they used therapy yeah. so that that was really when i was like i wonder if what i'm doing is also what mm-hmm. they did just down a different absolutely. route if we got to the point where we can <gasps> connect with the outer right but in a way where we're like almost introverted and we're mm-hmm. doing it like we're not it's not going out to parties and being like oh my god yeah the nightlife i'm connecting with it like no not that <laughs> <laughs> but, but that happens to people too that happens and that's a great mm-hmm. form of therapy um rubbing alcohol on the outer wounds drinking alcohol on the inner wounds correct i'm not a licensed therapist that was not a prescription oh my god i don't yeah. know no, i i agree and we'll never know because we are just us and they are them and we're all trying to live in this crazy fucking world so. i know back to your original point correct you needed to go to the you wanted to go to the gym yep to find what just just to go to the gym like it, it's no deeper meeting meaning but my therapist made it into oh a she fucked it up <laughs> yeah she fucked it up because I will, I wanted to talk about goals. That was yeah. where I was going with this conversation. I'm like, how can I be a better goal setter? Uh, okay. But instead she was like, tell me about your connection to your body. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Um, but basically she was talking about like, well, how can you have a connection to your body and want to improve your body consistently? Like you, you don't have that. Wait, did I say that right? She was I'm saying, not sure. she said, how can you want to improve your body and feel like that's important when you don't have a connection to it that was oh shit right (laughs) fucking so what's your plan (laughs) get a new body yeah (laughs) i don't know yeah (laughs) i i don't know and so we we talked a little bit about that and so she uh, she gave me homework what was it oh her homework to me was to like notice subtle differences in like uh, in my body throughout the day so she was like notice what it feels like to have makeup on your face versus not Mm. notice what it feels like when you have uh, your rings on your fingers versus when you don't I'm like how do you notice that what does that make you feel like and I was like well I know those things exist so that's my that's my homework to start you know like working on that but I wanted I was also, as I was thinking about this, I thought about like, what would Kayla say? And what would, what would Johnny say? But like, I, it's strange when I think about things like this, because I am always naked. Like I love to be naked and like, am Mm. comfortable with my body, but it, I don't feel like I don't have a present feeling with it. God damn. Isn't that fucking strange? It's so frustrating. Cause then I'm starting to think like, well, when do I feel stuff like, right. I guess I, I go surfing to feel connected. Okay. That makes, I, that makes sense. But am I connecting with my body or with the earth? I I've heard both. I mean, both could be true. And it's also your reality and like your feelings. So yeah, all, all of your, all of those things are valid. But I remember reading about um, or watching something in, in school about people that like obsessively rollerblade. <laughs> because I promise it connects because like the inertia of like letting your body be weightless releases the same kind of hormones in your brain that you were talking about that oh, gives you no way. the dopamine feeling. Okay. So having a weightless body like in the ocean or on a bike or 
I could imagine this is what like people say when they say they have a runner's high. Like, I don't like all of those things oh, shit. Okay. that release positive hormones in your body. Okay. So if you were to go to the gym, I uh-huh. guess what your counselor was saying is like, she sounds like she wants you to get to that point. And is the yeah. gym going to be your route to it? Cause then like my wife, she works out so she can, her you, mind you comes. Oh yeah. Your best friend, <laughs> uh, Kayla. Yeah. yeah. You're Kayla. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> She will work out because she like, it calms her down. Mm-hmm. Those, those, that anxiety yeah. that she suffers from. Like, yes. She used to tell me that her heart rate, she says, she would say like, my heart's beating out of my chest. I have to go work out so that what I'm doing matches my heart rate. And I'm Absolutely. like, damn, that's bad ass. Yeah. I'm not going to take credit for that, but I, that was my idea for her, but don't tell her. We're in a fight. I I'm literally like, had my I'm Fitbit on and I was like, no, my, why is my heart rate at 110 right now? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, I'm just anxious. But like, yeah. I didn't even feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Like I, my body felt it first. Maybe that's yeah. what your counselor was talking about. Maybe, maybe. Can you, can you fucking tell me how you're feeling, Kaylee? Oh, uh, no, I just want to go to the gym. Ooh, I don't know. But like, out. have I ever, I think about like, have I ever had advice for that? I don't know. Well, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Is it, <laughs> are we supposed to develop it? Because now I don't know even if that is that moment on top of the pyramid, the spirituality yeah. connection one that you had mentioned. I love making you question all your, your, your choices. It's bullshit. Now I got to go back <laughs> to council. <laughs> and you know, we're never gonna, we're never gonna figure it out, but I think like this topic, this is such a good topic. Like oh, I, yeah, love- it will be. I hope people will write in yeah. give us some pointers and or yeah. other ideas. And maybe we can have someone on who is religious. I want to, that's what I was just going to say. I want to hear from people who are religious. I want to hear from people who are spiritual. I want to hear from people that are managing trauma through religion or spirituality. Like I'm so interested in what that would mean. And yeah. And for them listening, I am challenging that because I'm saying I did it without religion, Correct. but I got to the same place as if you were using religion. Ooh, this is this is hot stuff. Challenge me. Hot stuff. Oh God. Fucking not somebody break down. Somebody break down Nick's King Complex. Please. Please. Put him oh in his God. place. Well, but I hope I helped I, with your situation. Yeah. I know. I should so also like let me know about the gym, you guys. Like I just want to know. Yeah, what does the gym do for you? <sighs> but um that was if a great talk. Yeah, that was good. If you're done with it, let's yeah. move on to the next segment. I'm which done. is a surprise topic. Johnny, let us have it. That's you're gonna read it, Nick? So yeah, <laughs> what helps you get through the day? That's perfect, Johnny. That dick. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, my wife's ass. I don't know. <laughs> Gets me through most stuff. It's how I'm going to die. My favorite thing ever is when we use humor to displace. What yeah, we're give me a second to think of a real answer <laughs> while I just tell jokes. <laughs> What gets me through the day? Dude, sometimes being able to smoke weed at night, mm-hmm. that like thinking about like, okay, I just got to get through this work day so I can get high tonight, mm. eat great food, hang out with my wife and watch TV. That's cool. It's not a very good answer. I think it is. All right. What gets you through the day is like your life. Like you, it sounds like you look forward to life. I do look forward to life. And I didn't like a while ago. I was, I fucking like hated my life, but I made yeah. the career change and fucking mm-hmm. that was that other moment of like bliss I had. It was like two days ago. And in the morning I just was sitting there. And I was like, dude, I, I love my life right now. And it just mm-hmm. flooded me. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> what does that feel like? 
what gets me through the day? I don't know. Don't forget I didn't your, know this podcast is going to be so much yeah. reflection. Your boyfriend hate, asked you the question. I hate reflecting, Johnny. My boyfriend gets me through the day. <clears throat> oh, ours is a little different because you go to work in the morning. I go to work at night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like the, the things that keep coming to my mind is like, like I love what I do because I get to help others. And like, I think making a difference is really important to me. Um, and I think of course, everything we do is rooted in trauma. And so like, I wish somebody could have made a difference for me in my younger life. And that's why I work with the student age group that I work with. That's why I got my degrees that I did to be able to at least make a change in somebody's life or to make a difference or to help somebody feel like they're not alone. Um, and I know that sounds cheesy, but like the reasons I get up and go to work is so that I don't let those humans down. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) That is insane. Why? Mine was literally, uh, cause I get to smoke weed at night. So I get through the day so I can get high. (laughs) I live to make you look bad, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get it though. Cause that was where I was like yeah. Three months ago, I, my whole mm-hmm. life was like, no, I'm going to help others. Yeah. And then I found out, I was like, no, this fucking doesn't make me feel any better. I'm mm-hmm. just more stressed. Fuck this. Yeah. I'm in it for Nick now. And I changed my whole life around. But well, and I think like both of the our answers is like what gives us purpose. Yeah. And I think what gets anybody through the day is their purpose. Do they believe wholeheartedly in nurturing their children? Do they? And so they are stay-at-home humans who like, you know, raise their children. Do they believe in having a life with their partner and smoking weed and watching TV? Do they believe in their job? Do they believe in education? Do they believe in all these things? Like what's like your purpose is what should be getting you through each day. Yeah, but you need the purpose to get through the day. My purpose is to just be with me at the end of the day. But yeah. yours is other people. Yeah. How interesting. Are you getting it from the outer to make yourself feel better? Am I getting it from the inner? <laughs> is that just introvert versus extrovert? Or is that? No, you're right. And I just want to yell at you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe your counselor will tell you to fucking go to the gym again. I can't. I swear to God. <laughs> How do you feel? No. <laughs> no I don't want to talk right now. <sighs> All right. Well, that was a good topic, Johnny. I liked it. At first I hated it. Yeah. And then you liked it and then you hated it again. Yeah. Cause I mostly hate it when you're right. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> it only happens a couple of times. That's true. Ah, well, great episode. Love you. Yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. Love you too. Yay. And uh, we'll see you next time.